Hello. Hi there. Howdy, buckaroo. (laughs) (sighs) Not buckaroos today. Not buckaroos today. Scallywags, maybe. (laughs) I feel like I have scurvy because I've been sweating so much. Well, (laughs) funny you should mention scurvy. Mm. I know of a cure. What's the cure? Vitamin C. Oh, daiquiris. Uh Uh-huh. Happy National Daiquiri Day. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally unplanned. I had no idea. Right? Daiquiris were the cure for scurvy. Eh, Maybe not exactly the cure. But back in the 1700s, um, British sailors would drink grog, which was a mixture of rum, water, lime or lemon juice, and sugar to ward off scurvy. Hmm. And it is very similar to, um, like a daiquiri. Hmm. So perhaps it was really just the amount of lime and lemon offering the vitamin C. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was the, the th- it's three quarters of an ounce of either lime or lemon juice um, in that to help ward off the scurvy. So yes, it was the lime or lemon juice. And you just throw some ice in there, shake it on up, and then it's a daiquiri. I accept that. Well, good. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> it makes vitamin C way more fun. <laughs> now... What's funny, though, is when I think daiquiris, I think strawberry, you know, all the fruity um, blended concoctions. Um, I always just think of them as kind of frou-frou. But when I discovered it was National Daiquiri Day, I decided to do a little research on daiquiris. And uh, it's a little bit... What is happening with you? Um, evidently I'm just talking about drinking. I already have the hiccups. Like I, I am, uh, I am pre-drunk, I guess. I don't know. I've got the hiccups now. So, you know, Tom and Jerry, there was one Tom and Jerry cartoon that I watched as an adult, even though it was an old one. And Jerry had fallen into a barrel of alcohol Mm -hmm. and he was like stumbling around hiccuping and was drunk. And so maybe you are just cartooning right now. (laughs) I'm always cartooning. No, honestly, I don't know that I've ever gotten the hiccups after being drunk. I know that that's what they show. They're like, (laughs) and you know, the little bubbles come out and stuff, but no, I don't know that I've ever gotten the drunk hiccups. Listen, it is dangerous to get hiccups uh, when you are wasted to oblivion. And you got the tummy rumbles already happening. Like, you don't need extra force in the abdominal area to bring stuff up faster. Yes, I could see where that would be bad. (laughs) Depending on what you drink, then the hiccups just start churning some foam and stuff, too. Uh, Goldschlager was my drink at one point in my life. And there was many gold flakes coming out my nose and my mouth. Oh, God. That's not a picture I wanted of you, Rose. Well, it's true. I I think I've only had Goldschlager a handful of times. And I assure you, it came out of me quickly as well, but not from my nose or my mouth. (laughs) 
he has sparkly poo. <laughs> I didn't check it out. But every time I drank it, it was not a good bathroom day the next day. Mm. So I only envisioned that, you know, the gold flecks don't allow things to come together properly. I don't know. <laughs> it's really interesting because I was a very cheap drunk back then. Because, like, I would get wasted one night, and then the next night, if I were drinking, two shots had me back at that same point I was the night before. It was like, I I was incredibly cheap if I could do it consecutive days. Well, I have a feeling that you weren't super cheap the first day, though. No. <laughs> but I worked at a bar, and the Goldschlager rep liked me, so... Sometimes it was incredibly cheap. Okay. <laughs> Proceed with your daiquiri business. <laughs> Sorry, I got off on sparkly poo. Forgive me. <laughs> I did not confirm or deny there was sparkles in the poo. So anyhow, while I was looking into National Daiquiri Day, I really didn't know much about daiquiris other than, like I said, the foodie concoctions that I envision actually turns out that they were created back in 1898 and they're named after a village in Cuba called Daiquiri. Yeah, the village of Daiquiri. So anyhow, there is a, a guy named Jennings Cox and he was a supervisor at an iron mine there in Cuba. And uh, one day him and the local workers went to the bar and he put in some Bacardi the local rum in the area, uh, sugar uh, into a glass of ice and, oh, excuse me, with lime and shook it up. So I don't ever think of lime as a daiquiri. Like I said, I think of mm -hmm. the more fruity, you know, brighter fruity <laughs> colors. Um, so lime to me always seems, um, what am I trying to say? You know, the one with tequila. God, I'm not even drinking and my brain won't work. I mean, that margarita. Uh, margarita, yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So with lime, I think margarita. With strawberry, things like that, I think daiquiri. And of course, there. I know that they were different liquors, but that's not really what, um, I really wasn't thinking about that. So anyhow, and Bacardi uh, was started in Santiago, Cuba, in 1862. So only, you know, 30 some years later, they came up with the daiquiris. And then in 1902, a congressman from New York actually purchased that mine and brought the drink back to the New York area. And then later in the 1900s, early 1900s, a rear admiral took the recipe to the Army-Navy Club in Washington, D.C., where it increased with popularity. Just like the chocolate chip cookies, it's our servicemen that made the daiquiris more popular in the U.S. Huh. Yeah, leave it to our, our enlisted gentlemen. <clears throat> so anyway, then it became more popular. But then in the 40s, it really started taking off. Uh, during World War II, there was rationing, so it was hard to get vodka and whiskey, and rum was easier to get. We actually had something called the Good Neighbor Policy, and it opened trade and travel with Latin America, which made rum and rum-based drinks more appealing. 
And up until then, rum were th- rum-based drinks were thought of as drinks of sailors, because like the grog and the, um, you know, the rum. Um, so those were all more sailor-type drinks, and, you know, respectable ladies weren't going to drink that kind of stuff. You know, drinks of the scallywags. So anywho, um, after the 40s, it became a little bit more acceptable, and then I'm guessing that those ladies discovered that those fruity drinks were good and uh, started drinking them up. And then in 2010, a gentleman in, uh, named Andrew Dietz in Boston came up with something called a daiquiri timeout. And so in, in researching that, it's literally daiquiris are one of the simplest drinks to make. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of make a simple drink, kind of sit and chill out, just give yourself time to relax is basically what it is. Um, but now that has kind of taken off across America. And there's actually a bar in, now I've forgotten where it is, somewhere in Texas, but it's called Daiquiri Timeout. Hmm. And um, so there are, it's become a thing across the U.S. I had never heard of it before no. either. But um, yeah, he they had basically like a bartender's conference, if you will. That's not what it was, but um, that's where it kind of came up. You know, they were like, let's have, you know, some time to chill, some downtime. And uh, again, because I didn't realize daiquiris were so simple, either the true ingredients. And uh, so they're simple, yet it can be classic and interpreted millions of different ways. Yes. Well, way back many, many years ago, uh, when I was 21 and 22, there was a bar in Omaha called Pinkies, mm-hmm. and they had a revolving daiquiri bar. There was more than 70 different kinds of daiquiris. So did you sit at the bar and your body physically moved, or the bar the in bar, front of you moved? The bar, okay. in, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that it would have been good for the drunks to be swirling around. <laughs> I was, that's why I was asking. It was an incredibly bright place, though. It was a pool hall. There was like a hundred pool tables, and hot pink was the color. All of the felt was hot pink. Oh, neat. Um, I don't know how they got Pink Panther as the logo, but everything was Pink Panther at Pinkies. Um, but it Thursday night was ladies' night, and I think the daiquiris were a buck or something. Huh. And, wow, we went through some daiquiris every Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it, we should not have been driving. Do not drink and drive, but I did really stupid things back then. This was before you knew me, even. Before I knew you. Yeah, I don't drink a lot now. Not much, but back then, holy Lord. I was think while I was putting this together, I thought about that. As much as we talk about liquor, <laughs> as many trips as we take to places to purchase copious amounts of liquor, we don't drink a lot of it. No. We're too busy driving places. Too busy driving places. And it doesn't... I don't know. I got too much shit to do than to, you know, just be drunk and lose time anymore. Time time means too much to me now than to lose it. True. Although I've been thinking, I I might need to start drinking just a little bit more because sometimes when you drink, it loosens your tongue. And I think I... I think you're pretty loose in that department. Oh, <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad you. I was loose there and not somewhere else. Thank you very much. I'm just, you know, I let a lot roll off my back and I swallow my tongue quite often and it's made me sick in the past and it's been making me sick again lately and maybe I just need to have a shot and tell some people about themselves. Mm. Maybe. And then I'll probably regret it the next day because, you know, (laughs) because the people that I have like to wine, not drink it, (laughs) want more kind of wine. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. So, I I sung to you earlier the Don Henley song. You must not be drinking enough, and I'm not going to do that to our listeners, but I encourage you to listen to it because it is a really great song. Okay. It did not sound at all familiar when you were it singing is, it earlier. It's from Building the Perfect Beast. That uh, CD that I played repeatedly. Uh, Boys of Summer is on that CD. Okay, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All she likes to do is dance. That one's, That's on that CD. I never liked that song, but I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> it gives me a time frame to go back to. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I have frozen daiquiris in my freezer right now that are probably 10 years old. Oh, my goodness. I'm probably never going to drink that. I'm not going to drink. I'm sure that alcohol lasts a long time, but I would think so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I I have a mudslide in there from about that same time. Yeah. I at any given point can make you a fresh mudslide. <laughs> okay. Those are the ingredients I tend to have in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um I, maybe I should loosen up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've got a point. I see my cherries. I was going to say, I did (laughs) finally remember to bring the moonshine cherries in here. So they're in the office. Um, One more little thing, though. I was looking at, I was really surprised to find that rum is actually made in the United States as well. I don't know why I just figured, you know, like bourbon's only made in Kentucky. I just assumed that rum was only made in, you know, tropical places. tropical places. I don't know why I thought that. But no, there's actually quite a few um, rum distillers here in the States. Um, and then, like I said, it just kind of made me think of what things are made elsewhere. There's a drink in Brazil called, and and I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. I'm going to be close anyway. Cachaça, and it's made from fermented sugarcane juice, much mm-hmm. like rum. Rum is made from molasses or sugarcane juice, um, but it's slightly different. Um, and there, it was referred to as Brazilian rum at one time, and there was some sort of legislation done that says they will no longer call it Brazilian rum. So, I it made mm-hmm. me think that you know the Caribbean is kind of this is our drink, but no, there are rum producers here in the U.S. Hmm. I didn't know that. But if you go to Brazil, you can still have a daiquiri. You just call it something else. I don't know what they call it there, but it's made with a different, a different drink. Interesting. But then I looked up. That made me again think, you know, what kind of drinks are popular in each state? So I looked something up and it was from an app called Bartender with a small R at the end. 
and it's it analyzed data from 700,000 users across the country to determine the most popular liquor brands by state. I kind of call BS on this because I don't think this is right. On this list, it is a lot of Jack Daniels, Fireball, well, Ohio is Fireball. Although we drink Fireball quite often, and we both have Fireball, I don't think that that is, like, I don't know that that is anybody's favorite drink for real. Um, Colorado had Bacardi. You know what? Let me see what Kentucky had. Crown, Crown Royal and Jägermeister. Uh, that's BS. Right. I call BS, too. Jack Daniels is in a bunch of places. Um, but, yeah, some of these I totally call kind of BS. I feel like this was probably put out by Fireball because there's a lot of Fireball on here. What's the Iowa and Nebraska drink? Iowa. Do you know the shapes? I can help you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it is a three-way tie with Patron, Jägermeister, and Crown Royal. And Nebraska. Fireball. Hmm. So, as earlier, well as Alaska. Earlier, when I walked away from you, I went to our fireball stash. We have uh, the little bottles so that we could better limit ourselves since we drive afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't have the saying on here. There's a whole story on the big bottles, and I remember reading the story and how interesting it was, but it's not on the the tiny bottles. So I tried to look it up and I found other information instead. Uh, it was originally Dr. McGillicuddy's Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Okay. Dr. McGillicuddy. I love it. Okay. So in the same time that I worked at my cousin's bar and the um, the Goldschlager rep was there. Mm-hmm. Um, the this bar had a drive through on one side of it. So after the shift was over, I would pick up Dr. McGillicuddy's Spearmint because it was incredibly cheap and would sort of go along with the um, with the Goldschlager. Oh my God. Yeah, it was good. And it was like a dollar twenty-five for a bottle. And this is like the flask sort of sized mm-hmm. bottle. And I always had a bottle in my freezer and it would always be replenished. I thought Dr. McGill- McGillicuddy's was sort of like the Mad Dog 2020 cheap wino sort of stuff. Yeah. But that's what Fireball is. This hmm. is how it started out. And so I learned something new. I am done today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could bring up liquor. <laughs> Uh, it blew up because of marketing. So they, of course, renamed it and got the word out on the hotness. And it was to promote whiskey, which meant this guy traveled to Nashville all the time, which was an emerging market at the time. And that's where the most rabid fans were. So they had all kinds of um, parties and stuff going on there. There were novelty bikinis. 
deadliest catch endorsements and bar hopping paid off for this brand. Like they, they were heavy in Nashville. Well, they are not the top drink in Tennessee. I'll tell you that. How interesting. Nope. In Tennessee, it is Jack Daniels. Hmm. I didn't look at this close enough. There's something in South Carolina I've never heard of. George Dickel. Hmm. We'll have to check that out. But I'll probably forget, so. I'll look it up in a second. I was going to say bonus points if someone <laughs> messages me and tells me what that is. Sales went from $1.9 million to $61 million in just two years. In 2011, Fireball was moving about 450 cases, and that was at the $1.9 million at American gas stations and convenience stores, grocery stores. By 2013, the numbers exploded to $61 million, and that was not even counting the bar tallies. That must have... Something to do with why they keep showing up on here, though, then, because they must have just done a lot of marketing or been part of this site. That also explains why I knew I really didn't know much about um, Fireball until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, country music is also very involved with the hot sales. Um Chase Rice romantically compares his love interest effects to fireball shot in Ready, Set, Roll, while Florida Georgia Line famously give it a shout out in the song Around Here, and even has the stuff at conferences, plus Blake Skelton's on board, so it's only a matter of time before Toby Keith releases an updated version of Whiskey Girl. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know any of the songs. I don't know any of those either. (laughs) But, I mean, to have three different groups, like, involved with the making songs about Fireball. So that just shows what I learned from there. In two years, you can go from 1.9 million to 61 million. Come on, people. (laughs) We're going from zero to 1.9. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Yes. You just got to get the word out. Got to get the word out. Of course, drinking might help, so we'll let you know where we'll be when we drink together. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Last year, when I went to Sedona, uh, we, my nephew and I, took a trip to Jerome, which is a very dangerous place to drive to. Um... But we wanted to go to, well, I wanted to go to the Pussifer store and my nephew was just like, okay, I don't know what that is. Okay. (laughs) And really. Sounds like our trips. (laughs) Really, it's a store for Maynard James Keenan to sell his wine and records and has a barbershop in it. So it's a bar, record store, barbershop. Because that makes sense. Because that makes sense. And there's a little Pussifer idol that people take pictures by and put money in. Is that the extent of the Pussifer stuff at the Pussifer store is just the the idol? Uh, the, um, it's all of Tool, Pussifer, anything Maynard James Keenan related is there, but it's not in large quantities. And it's not even like a big record store. It's very, very limited. Hmm. 
I was very I was very surprised by this. Again, I think the focal point is buy my wine. Very well be. <laughs> and get a haircut while you drink my wine. That is so weird though. <laughs> but you know, do the songs, you just throw a whole bunch of stuff in there and twelve minutes later it's done. So yes. that makes a ton of sense. Yes. So I did not taste the wine. I'm a huge fan, but I don't like wine. Uh, good for him for making wine. I know that David Lee Roth um, makes some some sort of tequila. Uh, I had, um, I was going to try to look some of that stuff up. <laughs> and I looked up alcohol and music, and then it was giving me songs and not people associated with. Google let me down on that one. Well, there's a lot of information about booze and music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just kind of clash together. Yes. You need more booze and more music. We do. We do. I don't know how to accomplish that, though. Just yet. Soon, soon, soon. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> We need time. We need time. How do you make time? That's a place, though. King of Clubs has got a lot happening recently, though. It does. It does. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> and we have something coming up. Oh, and our undercover super secret project. I may have found a location for I will have to talk oh. to you about that off the air okay. so as not to let the cat out of the bag so someone else gets our grand idea. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. We're, <laughs> we're holding on to that idea. But it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now that stuff's opening back up, I think we'll be able to find, start putting stuff together a little mm-hmm. easier. I'm yawning over here. Sorry. <laughs> Went from hiccups to yawns. Having breathing issues today, evidently. Well, it is, you know, it takes a lot of energy to hiccup. So now you're tired. Sure. That's it. <laughs> I'm really tired today, too. But uh, I did have my official first day, finally, at this new job. All is well. I did not die. Barbara may still die. I'm sorry. <laughs> That which does not kill us makes us stronger. <laughs> it is all good. And my, my brain hurts, but oh, but it, I will not die. My other sad, sad news is my cat is for sure going to be dying any day now. Aww. So he's not eating at all. When we were recording last week, I was petting him and like his fur was flying off into Barbara's face. <laughs> He was eating last week, I assure yeah. you, because he tried to eat my finger <laughs> while I was giving him a snack. Yeah, he is not eating now. Um, and he only eats one kind of cat food, and he doesn't normally eat... Well, he doesn't eat canned cat food. He doesn't like that either. It's just one certain kind of dry cat food that he likes. And so I tried to give him some of that last night. I even brought it up from the basement because I thought maybe he just didn't couldn't make it down the stairs and that was not the case he didn't eat it and there is this pouch 
that I would buy him sometime, then it's just broth and it has like wet cat food in it, but it's mostly broth. And so I put that in a bowl and gave it to him and he had like three little licks of it and then walked away from it. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't sound good. That does not sound good. I really, I kind of feel like, cause he's even limping. His back leg is like oh. in pain too. So I feel like I should take him to the Humane Society, but then I feel like I'm just going to leave him there and to be alone, which doesn't feel good either. So I don't know if I take him to a vet. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I think it's, he's starving to death and everything is shutting down and it doesn't feel good to just like let him, him wither. be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was that one place that we went to that opened up last year as well. What's that? Um, that SOS place mm. where we had gone to their grand opening and there was the bunnies and that's stuff. true. Maybe I should give them a call. They were reasonable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. There was somebody that will come to your house and do it, which is great, but it's like 500 bucks, and that seems excessive. Yeah, I don't know what the point would be for that. Yeah. But I also don't want to just go, here you go, bye, and let him be, like, freaked out in a cage for four or five hours until they get around to it, you know? Well, I mean, if you went to a vet, they would... Let you do it right there in his lap, in your lap. Yeah. That's what we did with our last doggy. Mm-hmm. But he's all bones now. Yeah. Just all. Mm. So I'm very sad, but I know. Like, he's had a good life. It's had oh, a good yeah. run. Sure has. He's just old now. Yep. We all get there. I feel it particularly today. <laughs> Not quite like him, but yeah, it's it's a bummer. We can drink a, we can have a drink in his honor. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. There's our reason to drink. There's our reason to drink. I wonder if there, hmm, if there's something that I could give him that would like. I don't know. I haven't researched that. How to kill a cat. I mean, I'm sure, but but I think it's relatively inexpensive at that other place. So yeah, I'll give him a call tomorrow. See, but he's in really bad condition. Yeah, that's no good. It is no good. So I wouldn't want to live like that. So I don't want him to live like that either. No, I got that. So soon it will just be me and Moxie, and I'm not really sure how much longer she's got either. She's still pretty spry, though. Just deep. Just definitely fireworks didn't bother her. All is good. Uh, the new place encourages you to bring your dog. To work? And, yeah. Really? Yeah. So there were three huge labs. I'm not so sure how she would do with that. So I always find that odd. And they were kind of barking 
sometimes. So, like, I don't know that I'd want to be on the phone with a barking dog. Yeah, I if, I know lots of people bring their dogs to offices and stuff. I'm glad I do not work in an office that has animals running free. Mm-hmm. Not not just because of my focusing issues. <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes I'm busy and I don't want your nose in my butt. <laughs> Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Just sometimes. Other times it's fine. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you can catch me in the right mood. <laughs> there was a lab who had this, it was a really heavy duty rawhide, like, pole toy. And so I was playing with him while we were talking to this guy. I don't even know his name. And then the dog kept coming up to me while I'm sitting, like, trying to focus and, like, ramming that thing in my leg, like, trying to get my attention. I'm like, oh, I'm busy here. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I wouldn't, that's why I don't like it. Yeah. And Moxie would just be in my lap demanding my attention. Or she would escape from out of the place and then I'd have to go find her. Or, she, yeah, it, it would just be a shit show. I took Moxie. <laughs> Animals tend to like to rub on me, like, mm. you know, put their head on me or rub on, you know, I, I, it just bothers me. I don't like it. Mm. If I'm actively playing with you, that's one thing, but leave me alone when I'm not actively playing with you. <laughs> My previous dog would sniff eyes. Like, that was just weird. Sniff eyes. Yes. <laughs> Get your pointy little nose out of my eyeball. I've never had a dog sniff eyes, but she was way more into eyes than butts. <laughs> well, you know, she was a small dog, so she couldn't reach butts, but she can climb up on your chest and smell, smell your eyeballs. I'll just smell the orifice at this end. <laughs> you know, balls are near butts. Maybe she just got it confused. Hmm. Eyeballs, testicles, you know. <laughs> she was a weird one. <laughs> that was your dog. <laughs> oh. So I am very unprepared for today. And I'm not contributing a lot to this conversation. <laughs> I've had a rough week. And uh, I don't know in what trajectory my life is going so I'm doing the best I can to stay sane uh today what I got you know confirmation that everything is going to be okay on one front so that was nice but the rest is sort of up in the air am I gonna stay in my apartment am I gonna move you kindly told me today that rents are about to skyrocket so now that puts a little bit more pressure like I need to sign a lease right effing now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so any of you are renters, um, at least in Ohio, well, central Ohio, rents will be going up. I don't know if the stuff that's happening here is happening in other parts of the country, but yes, our rents are going to be going up here. They've already started, but. Yeah. I got to get on the ball, and it's a process. An eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you said balls. Well, at least you got higher today. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wonder if I breaded my eyeballs if they would taste salty. Because your the balls that you ate did not taste salty. I feel like eyeballs would taste salty. Um. But I felt testicles would taste salty too. Well, they do wash them before <laughs> they bread them, fry them, and I put them in my mouth. Um. <laughs> I just I, I just wish there was like a viewfinder on the side of my head so you could see the pictures that pop into my head because it's a testicle on a stick like a lollipop right now is what I was envisioning. Like those would be salty probably, but yeah, if they were on like, a stick? Well, yeah. It would make them salty. <laughs> no, because they wouldn't be deep fried and breaded. Okay. Those might be salty. Again, you have to have the vision in my head. You have to see how it pops in there. Testicle lollipops. Lollipops. <laughs> so, I'm thinking now about the tequila lollipops with the worms in them. You, like, have this whole other business that could happen. Because people seem to like those. Look at this weird thing. <laughs> Eat the worm. Testicles are a thing. Put them on a stick. Sell them. Novelty. Candy. Well, I... I <laughs> so let's, let's not forget. <laughs> I make chocolate penises. Oh, that's true. I do make chocolate balls. <laughs> Because of COVID, I did not do most uh, much baking or candy making this last holiday season. Um, and honestly, I didn't make those much for Christmas either, but uh, more like Valentine's Day. But my single ladies have gotten chocolate penises with different fillings before, and I even make them in different complexions. We call them bags of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, they do come in bags. Yeah. <laughs> there are actually small, like, um, sweet tart kind of candies that are truly the bag of dicks. <laughs> and you can order them from the novelty stores and things. And they're like a, you know, like a sweet tart, like I said, kind of thing. Um, but yes, mine are just, mine are made of chocolate. I can make other things, but, or could make other things, but chocolate is what I do. Maybe for sweetest day. Maybe we'll do something sweet, special for Sweetest Day. Raffle off a bag of dicks. <laughs> that might get some people to actually respond to us. Hey, I've got a full naked lady I can make you too. Her boobs are almost always peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> like a Reese's. Yep. It's a Reese's cup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't come after me, Reese's company. <laughs> it's not really Reese's. <laughs> but yep, peanut butter cups. Okay. She's about a D. Easily mm. a D. Alrighty then. Yeah. When is sweetest day? Oh, let's make Google machine that. It's usually mid-October. Okay, well that's coming up. That gives me enough time to plan. So get your orders in now for your... Uh, for your chocolate dicks and uh, edible women. <laughs> Saturday, October 16th. 
Okay. There you go. So, yeah, just just after the busyness of September. <laughs> so we got about three months. <laughs> about three months. Perfect. All right. Well, I got nothing else to say. All right. I, I will look shit up and, and be prepared next week. <laughs> it's all right. We'll have time. What are we going to do? Get fired? No. Nope. Nope. And if you would like to complain about the briefness and unpreparedness that Rose gave us today, hello at brightsideofcrazy.com. <laughs> I take full responsibility, Rose at brightsideofcrazy.com. <laughs> or if you want to tell me what <laughs> how many dicks do you need, Barbara at brightsideofcrazy.com. So until next week, where you could definitely be a part of this too if you use the aforementioned contact methods, uh, bye. And when you get real drunk from the daiquiris today, it's also National Hug Your Kids Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you could do that too. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>